When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everyone, and how are you all doing today? Today we're going to go over Matthew Stover's Legends Star Wars book Shatterpoint and come to an interesting passage. This is a conversation between Mace Windu and Yoda while they're waiting on Palpatine in the Supreme Chancellor's office for news on Depa Balaba. Since she is Mace's former apprentice and currently herself a Jedi Master on the High Council, all contact with her, however, has been lost since she has been sent on a mission against the Separatists months ago. The two Jedi Masters are in Palpatine's office to hear news on her whereabouts. Now as they wait, they begin to compare the former Supreme Chancellor Finnis Valorum with Palpatine, whom we learn that Mace Windu actually holds in high regards. Even going as far as comparing him to a Jedi, and kind of doing a what if on if he did become a Jedi. Look at this place, he murmured, nodding at the expanse of the Supreme Chancellor's office. Even after 10 years, the difference between Palpatine and Valorum, how this office was in those days, Yoda lifted his head in that reverse nod of his. Remember Finnis Valorum? Well, I do. Last of a great line, he was. Some vast distance drifted through his gaze. He might have been looking back along his 900 years as a Jedi. It was unsettling to contemplate that the Republic, seemingly eternal in its millennium-long reign, was not much older than Yoda himself. Sometimes in the tales Yoda told of his long-vanished younger days, a Jedi might have heard the youth of the Republic itself brash, confident, bursting with vitality as it expanded across the galaxy, bringing peace and justice to cluster after cluster, system after system, world after world. For Mace, it was even more unsettling to contemplate the contrast Yoda was seeing. Connected with the past, Valorum was. Rooted deep in tradition's soil. In the wave of his hand, Yoda seemed to summon Finnis Valorum's dazzling array of antique furniture gleaming with exotic oils, his artworks and sculptures and treasures from a thousand worlds. Legacies of thirty generations of House Valorum had once filled this office. Perhaps too deep a man of history was Valorum, Palpatine. Yoda's eyes drifted closed. A man of today, Palpatine is. You say that as though it pains you. Perhaps it does. Or perhaps my pain is only of this day, not its man. I prefer the office like this. Mace half nodded around the sweep of open floor, austere, unpretentious, and uncompromising. To Mace, it was a window into Palpatine's character. The Supreme Chancellor lived entirely for the Republic, simple in dress, direct in speech, unconcerned with ornamentation or physical comfort. A shame he can't touch the Force. He might have made a fine Jedi. But then, another Supreme Chancellor would we need. Yoda smiled gently. Better this way, perhaps it is. Mace acknowledged the point with a slight bow. Admire him, 
You do. Mace frowned. He'd never thought about it. His adult life had been spent at the orders of the Supreme Chancellor, but he served the office, not the man. What did he think of the Supreme Chancellor as a person? What difference could that make? I suppose I do. Mace vividly recalled what the Force had shown him while he watched Palpatine sworn in as Supreme Chancellor ten years before. Palpatine was himself a Shatterpoint, on which the future of the Republic, perhaps even the whole galaxy, depended. The only other person I can imagine leading the Republic through this dark hour is, well, he opened a hand. You, Master Yoda. Yoda rocked back on his hover chair and made the rustling snuffle that served him for a laugh. No politician am I! Foolish one! He still occasionally spoke as though Mace were a student. Mace didn't mind. It made him feel young. Everything else these days made him feel old. Yoda's laughter faded. And no fit leader for this Republic would I be. He lowered his voice even further, to barely above a whisper. Clouded by darkness are my eyes. The Force shows me only suffering and destruction and the rise of a long, long night. Better off without the Force. Leaders perhaps are able to see well enough. Young Palpatine seems. And as we know, young Palpatine could see very far indeed, but he was admittedly aided. Just a smidgen by the Force, which to the Jedi's surprise, he was very, very much able to touch. But I thought it was a fun little moment having Mace admire Palpatine while standing in his office, as him and Yoda contemplated on him becoming a Jedi, and even confirming and acknowledging that indeed, he would have become a fine Jedi. A few years later, he would be admiring Palpatine's lightsaber skills in the same office. But what I was struck by was the fact that Mace could see Palpatine was a Shatterpoint during his inauguration to the Supreme Chancellorship. On Geonosis, Mace's Shatterpoint showed that if Dooku died that day, the Clone Wars would never take off. Now it's too late, but I'm curious if his ability can be that precise on Geonosis. Why did it only give him vague notions that the future of the galaxy was directly tied to Palpatine? Why didn't it show him who and what Palpatine truly was? Could the dark side perhaps also cloud Mace's Shatterpoint abilities as it has the Jedi's foresight? Maybe Palpatine even was able to, that day, cloak himself from Mace's unique power. Now I also got a few Star Wars theory scenarios here, so what if Palpatine was a Jedi? Or Yoda the Supreme Chancellor? Would he make a good political leader? How would that have changed things this entire time? And with Yoda close to 900 years old, it depends which time period you make him Chancellor. So let's say he was the Supreme Chancellor during Valorum's time. Could Darth Plagueis and whoever his non-Palpatine apprentice might have been have arranged to have Yoda removed by a no-confidence vote as they did with Valorum? You gotta understand, Palpatine manipulated both sides, and he could only do that because he was in control of both sides. I guess this is also depending on whether Plagueis' apprentice was ever going to be a politician in this fan fiction that we're creating. Yoda wouldn't be trained as a Jedi, but he would still be one of the most powerful force beings in the history of the galaxy, so he would on some instinctive level have some sort of sense of dangers coming his way, I assume. It's kind of like when Anakin gave himself the what if, if Qui-Gon never found him. He'd still be really in tune with the Force, but he saw himself as, you know, the number one pilot in the galaxy for races. Pod racing, ship racing, whatever it may be. And it was his natural reflexes that weren't really natural reflexes, it was just his affinity with the Force. How do you think all of this would have affected the invasion of Naboo? Do you think there would even be a Clone Wars? What about Palpatine if he's taken by the Jedi as a baby? Does he become the poster boy of what a Jedi is supposed to be? Or does nature beat nurture and he falls to the dark side? always. Now, in my opinion, it does. However, I think it could definitely take an interesting turn with that fanfiction. Something else I've always wanted to cover is Mace Windu killing Palpatine during Revenge of the Sith. Now, this is to say, what if Anakin didn't stop Mace from killing Palpatine, and he actually went through with it? 
I think this would have changed a lot too, and I'd love to make that its own standalone fanfiction. But I will briefly say, and I want your answers in the comments as well, maybe this will help with that fanfiction, that if Mace did kill Palpatine, I believe it would have done more harm than actual good. I think if he did kill him, then the courts would completely turn against the Jedi for doing such an insanely brash and out of the blue maneuver. Because then there would be no proof that he actually was a Sith or that he was attacking them or anything. And in the novel, Palpatine actually disabled the video camera that was surveillancing the whole room. And he faked a dialogue between himself and the Jedi as they came to arrest him, making it seem like he's some sort of prisoner or hostage and afraid for his life. Now as for the fanfiction regarding Palpatine becoming a Jedi, I haven't released it yet because there are two different endings and I'm not sure which one to release, so I think I'm just gonna have to release both of them in time. Give me your thoughts. Till next video, have an awesome rest of your day, and until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always. Now, fulfill your destiny.